0: Welcome
1: to Beholder's Eye, a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons epic fantasy adventure. My name is Alex and I'll be your host and Dungeon Master. On the Great Isle, it is a time of religious wars, imperial domination, and an ancient evil reborn. Only one crew can save the world from utter destruction. They are...
2: Mograine Silverbeard, Paladin of St. Delegis.
3: Zalara Tremez, Wandering Elven Monk.
4: Magnar Skordrim, Goliath Sorcerer. Hebronite, the fire-kindled, wandering Flamosifer.
1: All right, who wants to let us know what happened last episode? I
3: think it's my turn. So, last episode, um, Ilda, um, Margraine's little sister, came back to life. Woo! um, After being stabbed terribly in the alleyway. And she talked of being basically one with nature through Shamhara, the the goddess of of the green grove, or no, red leaf grove. There we go. And so that was kind of nice and Margraine had a nice little time with her. And uh, then Solara went and talked to Magnar and found out that Magnar decided to stay with his wife. And kind of had a breakdown and ran over to Margarine and Hibonite and the rest of Margarine's family staying at the um, Abernathy warehouse I guess whatever you want to call that Um, and they ended up kind of talking her down from like going and trying to get Magnar not to stay with his family and so then they had a party and ordered in food basically I guess and chilled with the all of the silverbeards. And then the next day, um, Hibonite decided he would go to the college and didn't want to leave Margraine alone because Margraine alone with his thoughts can sometimes be a very bad thing. So Zalara stayed with Margraine and went for a walk. And we, uh, decided that that owlbear situation, uh, was, was not good. And so we needed to go save some owlbears. And so, um, Margraine and Zalara went down to the Uh, Box to go figure out where these owlbears were being kept. And then while uh, Hibonite was at the uh, college looking for some information, he ran into this, I'm assuming bard, since he was in the bard section, um, and, and had a nice conversation about how strange the, um, I don't even know all of the things they talked about, but just the, the numbering system, especially with all the bard books was terrible and nobody can find anything ever. Um, and I, did we even hear his name yet? Nope, nope. So it's just I mean, some random dude yeah. at this point. And, and so th- they had their nice little conversation and Margraine and Zalara decided that the best way to get to the owlbears, because it was all a nice enclosed tunnel, would be to get into the ring with them and Margraine nearly slew one, uh, in one shot, and Zolar discovered the door was locked, barred, and not, like, lock-pickable, and so she ended up killing the first owlbear herself with her shortbow. And that's where we ended, I believe. Yes. Yep.
1: And so we'll pick up with the owlbear, well, smashing her with his claw down on Margraine. Does, does a 23 hit? Uh, I will reaction uh, shield that okay. so that it doesn't. <laughs> and so I know, does a 23 hit the second time or is the, the shield still up there? I
2: only get one reaction. Uh, let me see if it's still up. So uh, an invisible barrier magical force appears and protects you. You have plus five to AC um, against the triggering attack. Including the triggering attack. So it's up. And yeah. it's up for one round. Yep, Okay.
1: so until my turn. Okay, so um, I rolled amazing, especially for an owlbear, and it did nothing. (laughs) (laughs) All right, the claws uh, come down and bounce off the magical shield, as does the beak, and that's its turn. So we go back around the the horn to you. What are you doing? Okay, Um,
2: so let's see how this works. Um, So since the other creature that I had hexed uh, died, I'll use my bonus action to move the hex over to the next owlbear and I'm okay. going to swing at it. Okay. Uh twenty-two hits? Yes it does. Seven bludgeoning damage plus six fire damage plus Two necrotic damage. So eight, 15 damage total for that yep. hit. And then I'm gonna swing again at it. Okay. For uh does nineteen hit. Nineteen hits. Eight bludgeoning damage with
1: an additional one necrotic damage. Yep. And that's it. Okay. Alright, so you smacky smack the owl bear. Isalara, it's your turn.
3: I'm going to come over to Margraine and, and whisper, hopefully so that nobody else can hear. Margraine, the the door is barred from the other side. I can't get it open.
2: Um, can you, can you smash it down or something, or? What am,
3: uh, what am I going to smash it down with?
1: I, I, with I don't know. Uh, well. camera well, hammer would be better. Uh, okay. uh. We can't have a full conversation, though, guys. No, it's- no. Okay,
2: no, sorry.
3: Yeah. So, with that, I will just, um, I'll punch at the bear, I guess, for something to do.
2: Okay. <laughs> 10 minute conversation later
3: <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> you have to stay I mean, there a free until free action, talking, but it's right? still
1: 6 seconds so.
3: Mm. It's fine. All right. So, <laughs> I'm I'm just going to do a double attack and a bonus. So that's a 9 for the first one, which I clearly missed. So I swing my arm around and I'm not really paying attention because I'm still trying to talk to Margarine. And then the 21, I come around with my other hand and try to give it an uppercut this time. Okay. Uh, I assume a 21 hits. Yeah, it does. For five bludgeoning, and then I'm going to kick it. Uh, let's do a, a, a roundhouse kick, and that'll be for three bludgeoning if it 22 hits. It does? And then I'm going to move back 25 feet, <laughs> since okay. I only used half my movement.
1: Okay, and it will get an attack of opportunity
3: on you. I know. Which
1: I know it has disadvantage against. Yes. So let's... Uh, 14 does not hit okay so tries to bite at you and misses all right Good. so it is now its turn and it's not happy with the guy in front of him and he tries to bite him and misses and he tries to claw him and misses again because I'm assuming <laughs> 15 and 13 don't hit you nope. Um all right it's your turn Margraine
2: okay so I'm gonna use my bonus action
1: this time to
2: do my Hexblade's curse on it so now I crit on a 19 And I get the extra damage on top of that. Okay. So I'm going to swing with my flaming warhammer again. Does a 20 hit him? It does. Okay, for 6 bludgeoning damage, Okay. plus an addition 7 seven fire damage, and okay. 3 from the hexblade's curse, and 3 from the hex. And then I'm gonna swing at him again if he's still up. He is? Does a critical hit him? Uh, it does. Okay. Holy crap. So that's 8 damage, and roll it again for more, plus an additional 7 damage, and the green flame blade is 8, and an additional- Oh no, no flame on that, because it's my
1: second attack. Uh, the hex, okay. though, is doubled. 25. So, um, you smash in the owlbear's head. It ignites on fire. <laughs> it runs around like a giant bear-like chicken with its head cut off and then falls against the cage, catching on the razor wire there, and dies up against the cage. And in your head, you hear Lenore say, Yes, my love. Yes. You feel your <laughs> knees buckle, and you feel rejuvenated as you stand up. Okay.
3: <sighs> Margarine, are you- are you okay?
1: Yeah, that was just pretty
2: tiring, you know? Things didn't well, go to plan, I wasn't expecting to have to take them.
3: Yeah, that was not good. Can- before they come and get us, can you get to that door?
2: Uh... My stubby little legs? Uh, yeah, you well, can try.
3: 20, you're 25 feet in, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah okay, yeah,
2: I, I I will, okay Okay, uh, now, so now. go
3: try to g- attack the door
2: Oh, okay, okay, I'll, I'll try and bash down the door, sure
3: <laughs> That's what we were trying to do, right? Oh, yeah, yep. no, that's what we were trying to do
2: <laughs> Okay, let's, let's bash down the door I was hoping you forgot about it, honestly <laughs> So, um, do I attack the door, Alex?
1: Like... How does one do this? I'll go ahead and say now. Just I mean, attack him, but it, but just basically roll damage. As long as you don't crit fail, you're gonna hit it. Okay, eight, eight damage.
2: It's okay. an eight to try and hit it. So I rolled a two.
3: Very <laughs> <laughs> nearly a crit fail.
1: Advantage, because it can't move. <laughs> okay, and uh, you swing against that, and you hear Rex say, "Oh, what are, what are you doing? No, um, no, Albert. Albert, not." People door. And then we're going to cut back to the <laughs> university and Hibonite is speaking with the well Ben describe how your character's dressed. What, what's he look like? Alright so
5: he looks he's dressed kind of all in green um, kind of fancy but like dirty fancy like he's been on the road. Um, he's an elf he's got I don't know what he has because I didn't write anything in Um. <laughs> so Wow, I could have sworn I wrote that stuff in. But he's got kind of tan skin, like he's, again, been on the road. Um, he's an elf with uh, kind of, I guess, youngish for an elf, like barely above 100 probably. Okay. Um, yeah, and he's... What
3: color is his hair?
5: Oh, God, I don't know. Um, can we not cover that? <laughs> <laughs> he's got brown hair, because brown is awesome. Okay. <laughs> So he's kind of brown all around, um, except for his green clothes. Except for his green clothes, so you know. Very are his clothes robes, or are they like, traveling um, so clothes? There are more traveling clothes. Uh, he's got some leather underneath, like underneath like a uh, um, like a green traveling cloak. So some armor leather, not just plain old leather. So. Gotcha. And okay. he's got a whip by his side.
1: So you're talking, um, Hibonite, you're you're speaking with this green-clad elf with a whip, um, and you guys were just discussing how politicians can be worse than demons, and he said, well, I'm not really sure that I've met any demons, Um, and you were talking about the Devil's Claw. He had mentioned that the planar uh, planar travel would probably be in the magics library as opposed to the bards, and that he wasn't familiar with either the Children of Dirt or the Devil's Claw itself
4: okay um how did you decipher their numbering system just so i can see if there is any mildly useful information in this section of the library well
5: they do have this Uh, I guess, catalog, you could say, that has all these numbers. And if you look through what you're looking for by subject, it will tell you. But I don't know how they came to this conclusion. So there's, there's this little catalog over there to your right. And just like if you're looking for Devil's Claw, I would say look under D. And then pull up a card and it will tell you if they have anything on that subject.
4: I turn around and walk off to the, the catalog. I'm careful. Um, I kind of just
5: stare at him, like he is thread, like a demon. Very
4: interesting, and that's it. Is that loud enough for me to hear? No, oh
1: no, that was in my head.
4: So. Okay.
1: Um. So yeah, you don't find Devil Claw in the the card catalog. Uh,
4: Children of Dirt at all?
1: Children of Dirt. Yes, you do find that.
4: Um. So you.
1: You are able to find a a book on that, and it is definitely more lore-based in that it it reads almost like a fairy tale. Um, It is supposed to be out west uh, in the Western Wildlands. You're not sure the exact location, um, and it's... Um, you're not sure the exact location. They do talk about it being next to, uh, their home being a giant crystal sticking out of the ground next to a shimmering lake. And it says that the people are born from the crystal itself, but all seem to possess some kind of magic over the earth. Crystal. The book describes them as demons and and say they're impossible to fight off and that they've been known to kidnap humans, take them there to assimilate them.
3: Oh, dang, we gotta fight the Bork now?
1: You do notice that this this uh, scroll that you're reading does um, predate the Thalmer, or excuse me, the Theos Revolution. So it is fairly racist compared to modern standards. All right, so Hypnotite, uh, that's what. You- um, you find out, um, Garen, are you doing anything about the strange red man as he's there reading the scroll or what are you doing?
5: No, I think it's just interesting, but, um, if I don't really find much on lions in this area, then I guess I need to answer the summons I was given.
1: Yep. Uh, Hibonite, give me a perception roll. Yep. Uh, perception.
4: That is a 20.
1: Okay, you notice um, that you, the uh, elf you were speaking with, he pulls out a letter, looks it over, and on it is the signet seal of the queen herself. And then he gets mm. up and heads for the door. Um, you could do anything about that or not, or if you want to c- continue your research.
4: I mean, Hibber Knight doesn't really have any reason to. So right. So I'm dealing with the queen. Interesting, but not noteworthy to him.
1: Cool. Um, so, uh, Hibber Knight, <laughs> yeah, you, you found that out. <laughs> About, next, um,
4: next would be the Arcane Library for Planar Travel okay. as the focus of his studies.
1: As you go to the library there, this is much more like a library you're comfortable with. It's not just ragtag, there aren't people, I mean, it seems like people are here to study. Um, you notice it has multi levels there are those cool ladders that go up and down um because there are multiple books or multiple levels of books um uh, very organized the subject you know matter goes together like when you found the thing on the children of dirt it was next to cheese uh, and you realize that the numbering system had more to do with the letters and they created a numerical value that basically just matched the alphabet um because they you know like somebody felt like they had to create a numerical value so in, in this case it 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 makes a little bit more sense. Um, You do quite quickly find a number of books on planar travel. One thing that you start to learn very quickly is it's all speculative. Like, the magic lines up, and there should be planar travel, but there's no empirical evidence for it that you can find. It's all theoretical magic.
4: Okay, so fringe site. Um, I don't think I have any information about any of the other subjects in this area.
1: Um, As you're looking through there, a... A uh, gnome comes up to you. He's got a big red bulbous nose, like um, somebody who drinks too much and and, uh, has gin blossoms on it. Um, His eyes are very... um, He's got black circles around his eyes, like he's been up all night. And he says, Excuse me, are you one of the people who brought in uh, Mr. Kenneth Pine?
4: Does he look half demon?
1: Yes, yes, that's correct. Yes, I am. Okay. Um, Yes. Well, um, let me introduce myself. My name is uh, uh, Professor Clyden Yilsoff, and I'm, of course, the head of the magics department here at the university. Um, So thank you very much for bringing him in. He is quite the subject um, and I, I just wanted to thank you personally uh, obviously with uh, you know the rumors that the Queen will accept the hand of the Emperor um, as his his wife um, you know a lot of our funding has been cut off and so we're we're we, you know, we, people aren't uh, willing to invest so much into the Magic uh, College at this point and uh, with this fine though with this fine and um, the threat of um, <laughs> mr. Uh, Tot Oman and Marat Hall, this is it has been a boon for our college. So thank you very much. I, I really do appreciate
4: it's it. Not not an issue. I'll reach out to shake his hand. Yeah, it, it was it was it was very great to meet you. Um I Do mean, you know could, any
1: anything about Mr. Kenneth Pine above his, his name mean,
4: and could could I come and see the research you've done? I did bring in the specimen. I am a little bit of a scholar myself.
1: Um well yeah, I, you know, you, you I, I don't see that as being a problem. Yes, yes. Okay, come follow me. And he leads you through the impressively large library um, to a bookshelf that's a little bit smaller, a little bit more plain. He grabs a book from it, pulls it, and a secret door opens. Serious Yeah um, Please um, We will just uh, If you could follow me please
4: I will follow him Through the door
1: Alright So you guys Go through the door um, You have to hunch down A little bit it, it seems like this was made Maybe by him For him Um, So it's, you know, very short and gnomish. Um, You make your way down the steps to a laboratory. Um, It's reminiscent of what you saw in the castle up in the mountains on Falstaff Peak, but it's a little less gloomy. You don't feel as depressed. Um, You do see that. Uh, the man you now know is Kenneth Pine he is laying on a bed he's not moving but it looks like he's struggling a little bit but he can't move um, you would deduce very quickly he has like a whole person spell on him and it, uh, he's just saying please kill me kill me all right we'll cut back to Rax. who honey uh, <laughs> extravaganza yeah so you guys are we're bashing in that door mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Rax hmm was unhappy so
0: <laughs> now, all
1: right. There's three goblins, four orcs, and three hobgoblins in there with you.
3: Mm. Oh, they've all entered the arena now. Mm-hmm. Ah. <laughs> um. Uh. R- Rax says,
0: well, "Why, why you do this? Uh, I want to kill." What? Why you do this? Well, Ooh. why, why, why do what?
1: You smash door. <laughs> you try and get two to precious. The precious commodity. Uh, you, uh more
2: more albers, right?
1: Yes. Yes,
3: that's, that's what we came to do. What?
2: We came down here to fight albers. There's more albers in there to fight.
1: The hobgoblin comes up and says, "Now that sounds like something of, of, of deception to my ears. Sounds like something they're trying to trick you, Rex. They're trying to trick you. They were trying to get in there. I'm, I'm going to
2: look pr- at Zalara kind of side-eyed, like." kind of, you want to get out of here. Okay, I'm going to cast Calm Emotions on the group. Mm, cool. Um. So, yep. So, it, if they're hostile towards us, I'd like them to be uh, indifferent towards us. Okay. Yeah. Uh, They'll they have to make a wisdom saving throw, I think. Charisma. Charisma. Uh, 14. Okay.
3: So, Lara nodded her head, FYI. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> we can
1: see that, but the audience cannot... Well, the hobgoblin, hob, the hobgoblin's got a zero. If that's what he rolled. Yeah, because they have a negative one on charisma. <laughs> All right, so everyone's like, Rex says, oh, "Why,
0: why, why are we
1: uh, up here?" Uh, no, we're, we're
2: we're very sorry. You know, we we didn't understand how the, the game worked. We'll, we'll just go.
0: Yeah, close Jay. Okay, okay. Rex don't care.
2: Thank, thank you, Rex. Uh-huh. Let's let's go, Zalara. Okay. Okay, we'll leave. <laughs> I got that what last? I wanted
3: uh that lasts
1: up to a minute up to one minute
3: long enough to get out of there I would imagine Yep. yeah you
1: guys get out of there no problem um you start making your way to the the uh, the bridge to get up, and uh, you have to climb rope ladders to get up there because there's no. Obviously, this wasn't built with people actually living there in mind. Mm-hmm. You climb up to the bridge, and as you do, you hear someone behind you go, "Get them! They thieves! They they thieves!" And you see all the group that was standing there come charging after you. Uh, you make it up the up the bridge, and they stop and look up, and Rack says, "You leave." Any other levels up and come down, Rex, kill
0: you.
2: Uh, Rex, kill you. I'm okay. (laughs) Uh,
3: That didn't work at all.
4: Yeah, we're making more friends. (laughs) Yeah.
3: Um, Well, so much for freeing Elbears today. What? Yeah, I I thought that plan would
2: work. Well, I couldn't take both of them at once. And as soon as you said we, we couldn't get through the door, we had to take care of them.
3: I suppose... I feel bad, Am I supposed to just
2: stand there and let them, like, maul me to death?
3: Well, they weren't doing anything to you, so... (laughs) They kept missing.
2: Yeah, but, you know, they're not gonna miss forever. Well... And the only other way we were getting out of there was either right to die, like the last guys in there, or to take out the owlbears. I suppose... Anyway, you shot the other one.
3: Well, yeah, that's true. (laughs) I was... I thought I don't know what I thought, uh, but Magnar's leaving us.
1: Yeah, <laughs>
3: that that uh, that's probably why I did that.
1: Uh huh. So what what are you two? Where are you two heading now? Uh, besides not the bog. <laughs>
3: I don't know. We were going for a walk. So, yeah.
2: um, well, I would I would say shopping usually. Because uh, we need health potions, but I'm fresh out of cash because my sister died. <laughs> um,
3: <laughs> I am also penniless. Um, so, uh, back you want to go your... find Tibenite, or uh, try to find Tim at the college? Yeah. Uh, I don't suppose...
2: want to talk to Magnar without him. You know, all of us get to say our goodbyes before we go.
3: Yeah.
1: So, uh, yeah. you guys head to the university. Uh, Heaven you're down there with uh, Clyden and um, Tenneth Pine, and, and Clyden is telling you. So. Uh- what, we've, uh, what we're have what we trying to do right now, the research is focused on, is uh, studying his blood. Um, we might be able to reverse the effects um, of all the people by taking whatever components are in his blood that make him, as he says, has Hathor's heart as a component and uh, make a uh, some kind of antidote, if you will, and not only stop this uh, warlord, but also save all those people.
4: Okay, I didn't think of that sort of idea. Has he told you much about how the process of turning him into a demon worked?
1: Yes, it it was very interesting. Um, He talked about uh, some kind of ritual, and uh, from the runes that are written on his chest, um, it's a language that is very, very old. Uh, It's been found on some... Artifacts and some other uh, runes, ruins—not runes, uh, ruins—throughout um, the lands, but very, very old and very hard to read. So it's nothing. We have no no way of translating it, unfortunately.
4: No translation. Okay, that's not great. Fortunately, I mean, uh, uh, discovered anything else? He said anything interesting?
1: Um, the only thing he said is that um, the uh, the people who were part of this cult. Um, they seem to have found uh, a, a um, manuscript that was glowing. It was just a, a sheet. And it, the, the founder of, of the cult um, was a, what he called a scribe. And the scribe apparently ate the sheet and changed. And he was the first one to change. But he had to perform some kind of ritual, and he knows nothing about that.
4: So you say where they found the sheet?
1: He said he, he found it actually while digging. They were digging a well. And then once he started preaching what he knew... Um, the whole town or, or everyone around Mr. Kenneth Pine and his relations couldn't help but join.
4: Oh, so they, the guy ate the sheet and they all felt compelled to do the ritual as well?
1: That's what it sounds like, some kind of um, compulsion
4: magic, correct. Oh, okay. That's troubling. Okay, um... I don't really know if there's anything else. I just wanted to see how it was going. I want to make sure the the find we found whilst traveling was being put to good use. It sounds like you're doing great work. Well, thank
1: you, thank you. We think so. The Queen thinks so, and uh, so it looks like we'll sh- we should have some more money for our coffers um, now. If Obviously, if, if she does end up accepting the emperor's proposal, then, uh, you know, it's, it is a different story at that point. Um, you know, I've always said that that was the case. Then, of course, it's southward. I go to uh, to Sol Green.
4: So, um, you know. Yeah, I, I can understand that.
1: If, if you're heading that way, I would recommend taking the Yannis River. Um, it's better than trying to walk across the border.
4: The honest River, did you say? Yannis. Yannis.
1: Y-A-H-N-I-S. No X. Yeah, I I mean, obviously Soul Green's not too thrilled with people from Thelmer. so.
4: Well, eh, it's a strange world we live in, and not much is going well at the minute. Indeed, indeed. Um, Just another question I have. You know Mm. the crystals that the city has? Oh, yeah. Is is there much knowledge on them? Just in my Um, travels, I've heard of these demon people. They've gone to different areas to find ancient powers and release mm -hmm. them. Yes. I'm just worried for the city about those towers.
1: Well, they've been here. Um, When King Kali founded Kalindor, it was said that he was drawn here by the Crystal Towers. They're extremely ancient from before the world was swallowed, as far as we know. Um, No one's been able to enter them. And those who have tried or tried to climb have been attacked by what they call Crystal Guardians. But nobody really gets that close. That's more legend. I don't know if that's true or not. Uh, The king... You know, what he heard in the humming compelled him to build the keep and protect the towers. But that's all lore. I don't
4: know much beyond that. If you wanted to, say, try and enter the towers, where Ooh, would you go? Well, you'd
1: have to get into the keep. I would not recommend it, my friend. That way, you sure death. If, if the queen doesn't have you killed, the crystal guardians will. And I can't, and that's just outside. I can't imagine what's inside the towers.
4: Sometimes the pursuit of knowledge is worth a little bit of danger.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, that's not a little bit of danger. You will die.
4: Yeah, but imagine the secrets you'll find.
1: If you live. I mean, realistically, the difference between you now and you trying to approach the tower is you would have the same amount of knowledge of the secrets. You'd just be dead.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
4: you do know, you know me. I would also have more knowledge because I would have fought the creatures. So even if I die, I would die with knowledge of how they fight, yeah, which that's no one semantics. else would have because everyone else is dead who has it
1: knowledge on a dead man's lips no one can hear.
4: You know, nowadays, people die all the time. It's not as much of an issue.
1: (laughs) I I don't... I don't even know what that means. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so, um, he leads you back up, and, um, your your companions end up finding you there in the university.
4: Oh. Woohoo! So, so how goes the research? Um, some good bits of information. My, um, I... Found out that the, uh, where is it? Sorry, look for my notes. There's interesting things over at the, uh, the Claw. It doesn't sound very safe, but it's mostly speculative. I found a book by Nix, which was nice to see. Oh, very nice. Um, and yeah, and apart from that, the Bard here cannot organise books to save their lives. And there's a book about, I think, might be more of my people. Oh, but, okay. Um, it, it's, it's generally pretty old and a, a little bit racist, to be honest. Well, things were like that, you know? And they're they're trying to use the blood of the guy we brought in to um, make a cure for demon transformation. Oh, interesting. What are they we trying do? to do? Maybe,
2: like, get the heart of Hathor and put it in everybody? Yeah,
4: they're trying to find out, like, in his blood, if there's some thing in there that prohibits it. So, I mean, like, we can just inject it into people and they stop or they change back. Oh. I mean, he hasn't changed back yet, so, you know. Ah. Oh, and, um yeah, the did you know that the Queen's apparently meant to be taking the hand of the Emperor? What? Yeah. I, no. The, the, the guy I was talking to was really worried because if she does, then, you know, magic research here goes kaput.
2: Yeah, well, it become right. Well, you know, magic becomes the, the church's domain. They're the only ones allowed to practice we've seen how they've handled it so far. That we have.
3: Oh. Yeah, but I didn't like Mother Caldona very much. Why Why would she I, marry
4: him? Her I husband d- died I don't, I don't, keeping him out. I don't care for politics. But uh, we can ask her next time we see her. But um, <laughs> I, did, I did meet this weird wizard fellow as well. He was talking about lions, like big house cats. Big oh. kitties? Yeah, I, like, I, he said they were dangerous. Hmm, well, I'll know to stay away. Are. from... He had business with the queen as well, but I didn't really think it important at the time. Uh huh. Well, well, maybe you... we, we'll see him again. We do have to give
2: the queen our
4: our <laughs> answer today. We do have to see the queen, so I mean, it is another <laughs> thing to avoid seeing Margaret as well. No, no Magnar, Magna, that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't um, want to see you at the minute, Margaret. I'm talking to you. <laughs> well, you know,
2: Magnar does have to, you know, give her his answer. That's true. I mean, true.
3: We could go get him, and...
4: Yeah, you can't avoid him forever, <laughs> Hipponite. Well, see, you say that, but I'm pretty sure <laughs> if I leave the city now, there's a very low chance I'll just run into him somewhere else when his child's here. <sighs> I could probably buy 18 years. W- once again, your 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 logic is impeccable. I mean, if I go back to my people, I probably won't see him again anyway, because not many people come to see him. Smash chat
1: to you're inside Vodhava's house. <laughs> <Stand> in <front>. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Magnar. Damn it. Damn <laughs> it.
2: <laughs> um. So, Magnar, Zelara told us of your plan. You
5: know. Yes. I, I do not think I can abandon Ilva and Vardhava at this time. That makes sense. Not that I ever would.
2: Yes, I I know. Um, that makes perfect sense. You know, you have to be here to protect them. Uh, I I get that. But we're 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 here because you know the the queen does need answers from all of us and. If you're not going to be going, then, you know, thought we'd be with you and we'd give her our answers as well. Those are, by the way, what what was our answers for the queen?
4: I mean, I've done a lot of research on going there, but it is to, like, fight Marat Hall, which isn't going to be safe, so I'm going to say we haven't come to an answer.
2: Okay. Um, then. Well,
4: I would then. like
3: to go to the Wildlands first if we can. I don't think there'll be any kind of gate out there that we need to open with Kavalion's key.
4: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we could head towards getting the Kvalian's Key in Soul Green. I mean, the, the guy in the college was telling me about a safer way into Soul Green than the border.
2: Oh, that's interesting. Uh,
4: they, they don't like us in Soul Green, though. No. You say that like it's different to anywhere else we go. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Once again, your logic is impeccable.
3: But at least in the uh, wildlands it can guide us through the forest.
2: That's true. Well, I'm sure we'll have it figured out by the time we get there. It's a bit of a walk.
1: Smash cut. You're in front of
2: the...
3: <laughs> that works.
4: <laughs> you're now in front of the queen. What's your answer? <laughs> no, that's, that, that was my plan.
1: <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah, we will cut to you guys in front of the queen standing there. Um, well, actually, you guys head to the throne room. Um, as you do, Adeline Renard comes up again. She's being, uh, you notice she has, once again, a bodyguard next to her. Um, this one is somebody you all four recognize. He's a tall half-orc, and you've seen him in Durnholm. Oh, uh-huh. Dernholm? He's the guy who let you guys out.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Of the prison. Oh. Can oh, we right.
3: see his yeah. tattoo currently? <laughs> no. Okay.
1: N- nope, not at all. But um, she comes up and says, oh, it's great to see you all again. Um, I know that Her Majesty is is waiting for you. Um, Zalara, when you're done in, in there, I would love to have a quick audience with you, if you <laughs> don't mind.
3: Absolutely. I,
1: all right. I have questions. Wonderful. And yes, as do I. Safe travels to you all um, if I don't see you. Um, but, yes, and she tells you where she will be in the palace, and she, like, a, a little room off to the side, so. Okay. Why does she need to speak to Zalara?
3: She looks very familiar to me. She may Hang be on, somebody uh, I knew in a previous time.
4: When <laughs> okay. we were coming at the palace last time, she cast a message to Zalara.
2: Cool. Okay.
1: <laughs> so, you guys walk into the throne room. Queen Alania is sitting there. Vodhava's on one side of her, Tohava's on the other. You also see a, well, a, a half, a, or excuse me, an elf that you recognize, Hibonite, standing there up on a, a, a dais. And um, yeah, you guys make your way in. The queen says, thank you all for taking time to consider my proposition. As I've said in this time, I feel I have very few allies. So from what I've gathered from Vodhava, it sounds like you have accepted my proposition, yes?
3: well three of us have I think I have
1: well if you're going I'll go
4: and you Um, I have interest in the area so I'm going wonderful
1: yes yes Magnar Vodhava has told me of your decision and I must say that it is a brave choice to stay with your daughter In that, Vodhava has recommended this gentleman here. uh, uh, um, Someone who she knew from her past, and um, apparently her old minstrel friend knew quite well. Um, This is Garen, and um, he will be traveling with you. Uh, Garen is a master of the arcane, as I understand, is that correct?
5: That is correct, Your Majesty.
1: Yes, so he will be traveling with you. Um... Now, we will have to make sure you are all well taken care of. Um, we will, of course, give you all a stipend of 300 gold apiece. And I have negotiated with the church to get you all um, three potions of health.
3: Oh, oh, that's very generous. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And for uh-huh. receiving all of this now, I assume.
1: So, uh, she has Footman bring you all this. Now, Okay. I know this will be a dangerous journey for you all. And I wish you the best of luck. Do you have any other questions for me?
4: <sighs> uh. I have one small question, just something I overheard about the colleges, and it just they seem quite worried, so I thought I'd just make sure you're aware of the worries at the Magic College. Apparently, you're taking the hand of the Emperor. She tenses her jaw a little bit and
1: says, <laughs> It is an option on the table. Emperor Simon has extended his hand to me. It is not an option that I wish to take. That being said, I must put my kingdom first. If you all succeed... That will help me make the right
4: decision, and the decision I want. All right, sounds like we're on the same page. I just wanted to to get an answer, as it were. Yes. I apologise for being so abrupt with it. It's all right. I I often find surprising people with questions gets you a more truthful answer. We
1: don't need to know your methodology.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was just being kind and explaining why I said it.
1: So, the three of you. um, Margrain, Magnar, Hibernate... Brommel would like to speak with you.
4: Oh, fun.
1: He he is right outside of the th- throne room, or should be about now. So he would like to discuss things with you. And uh, Zalar, I believe you have a friend who would like to speak with you as
4: well. You are Ooh. all dismissed. Is oh. there a back door? Oh. <laughs> do you ensure our safety from Brommel and his yes. actions? Okay. Yes, I do. <laughs> okay,
1: that sounds okay. good. Thank you. Uh, all right. So, you all go... Bromel is standing there. He looks at you. You can see the hatred in his eye. He says, "Follow me."
0: Or we Lead can have our off.
4: chat in public. It's safe. I'd rather for not. Everyone. I'd rather not.
0: It is not a public matter. You will be safe. The queen has given her orders, and I have made my vow to her.
1: He leads you to a room. Um, looks like it may be used for war. A kind of a war room, planning that sort of thing. Please take a seat. He sits himself.
4: I'll take a seat. Yeah. Same here. I'll take a seat.
0: I've been a soldier my whole life. Devoted myself to my king and to my queen, to my country. Never have I had time for a family, for anyone that I cared for. Soldiering was everything I knew. My time in Paragon as a soldier with the Emperor. My time there that's when I met her. That's when I met Anastasia. And for the first time, someone loved me and I was devoted to someone above and beyond. Why? Did you take her from me?
4: We did not kill Anastasia. The Red Hand killed her.
0: She is dead because of your actions.
4: No, she's dead because your men went into town and burned a load of people alive. We left town by that point. My men had nothing to do with that. They were killed as well.
5: Again, the Red Hand killed her. Yes. Burned her and Blevin alive. We had nothing to do with that.
4: Actually, we killed the ones responsible for it. Although one of them may have come back. I have no love
0: for the Red Hand, nothing but contempt, I hate them as much as I hate you. As of now, we are allies, and I wanted to let you know, I serve my queen first. Thank you. And my vengeance is done.
2: That is very honorable.
1: Honor. Duty.
2: That's all.
0: That
1: is all? <sighs> yeah. Alright, so, Zolara, you're in a room that's much less dark, plush, chairs, You're sitting across from Adeline Renard. She offers you some wine.
3: Uh, please. Thank you. So, Zalara. Adeline?
1: Adeline is my name now, and has been for a while. I believe you know me as this. And she waves her hands, and her ears come back to the Elvis shape. Her cheekbones raise a little bit, and there's no question that it's Tamika. Tamika! How, How are you alive? Well, you see... When we were children, do you remember that solstice? Yeah. When we... Yes. The heart tree. When we went to the heart tree. You remember how happy we were after we looked into that heart? How ecstatic we were?
3: That was the best summer. Yeah.
1: Years later, before you and I met up in Eowir... I was travelling with Lang. I was travelling with a dwarf, a few halflings and, and this man from the west called mm mm-hmm.
3: Mhm. Yes.
1: Yes, he had some grand ideas of saving the world, saving the universe. Mm. And I still had that love in my heart for all and wanted nothing more than to save everything we could. We opened a gate to a place we shouldn't have opened.
3: Oh, uh, the chaos. And I room. stared
1: in. Yes. I stared in there and I saw Nothing but pain, horror, no order, nothing made sense and it was stronger than anything we ever saw Mm. in the tree that day. I froze. Kavalyan and the halflings, they disappeared, they were pulled apart. The dwarf woman ran with the the child. Lang and I left immediately, from that point I realized that hope and happiness was a delusion. All that mattered was what happened in this life,
0: and our lives, even as elves are relatively short. So I must do everything I could to gain power in this world. So, I
1: I let them know in Castle Delacro that we were coming. I let them know we were about to rob them. You'll notice ah. I fell first. The wizard who attacked me, it was just a show.
3: I saw you, but you were on the... You you, you were dead in front of me. I, I
1: appeared dead, but it gave me the power I needed to move where I needed to in the in the guilds.
3: I, I took your ashes to get the trust home. We, hmm. we buried you. I, you took the I was, of I was, home. I was kicked out because of your actions. I can't go home because of you.
1: And I'm very sorry for that. I, I truly am. <laughs> I want you to know that on some level I still love you. And I will do what I can to help you. I just, it's been years. I wanted to be honest with you about that. With who I am. I'm sure you heard of the Sapphire Rose. Yeah. I am she. And we'll call the episode there. Fuck, man. Thanks for listening to episode 49 of Beholder's Eye. Strange relationship, but roses. I know I had a lot of fun with this episode, and I hope you guys did as well. If you enjoy what we do, please leave us a review on Apple Podcast, Stitcher, Google Play, or whatever podcast app you use. It helps us out so, so much. It's like money, but more valuable. If you leave us a five-star review, we will read it on the air. Be sure to check us out on Twitter at BeholdersiPod and our website, BeholdersiCast.com. You can follow Ryan, who plays Hipponite, at the Duff Third, Duff Ben, who plays Garen, at Miro4D2, Cam, who plays Lara at MetzGirl, and Sam, who plays Margraine, at SamSelon007. Editing performed by Sam Canary. Music was arranged by Benjamin Floyd, and uh, effects editing weren't done by him. Um, but we're done by Sam Canary thanks Sam because Benjamin Floyd decided to drive a motorcycle and uh, got into a car wreck because uh, he drove a motorcycle which wouldn't have happened had he drove a big person car get over your midlife crisis Ben your older brother freaked the fuck out when I heard you were in the emergency room you fucking dick I love you don't be stupid thanks and we'll see you next week. A music by Incompetech. Moonlight Hall, Hammer, Teller of Tales, Folk Round, Heartbeat, Almost Enough, Ossuary 6, Air, Curse of the Scarab, and Our Journey Begins by Giving the Cloud. All from Incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 Licenses. Creativecommons.org sound effects by zapsplat.com seriously if you're driving a motorcycle you're just being an asshole to your family oh get off a motorcycle get a big person car people who love you are worried